Is mainstream school failing your kids? The pandemic, with all the changes to schooling and daily life, is a moment of opportunity to rethink the educational path that works best for you and for your kids. So the question is, how can we as parents find alternative solutions that aren't necessarily having to do it all ourselves or pay for programs that we can't afford? I'm Jerry Kirk. And I'm Graham Kirk. Join us as we talk with families thriving on their own path. We shared practical tips, wins, and challenges they've been through to help you on yours. We interview educational experts and parent entrepreneurs with education solutions for the modern age. So parents wanting a better alternative can make confident, informed choices. Welcome to the Modern Education Movement Podcast. You're ready for change. And so are we. Welcome back to the Modern Education Movement podcast. And Graham, great to have you back on the show today. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, um, though it's kind of hot and sweltery today. I'm uh, feeling the heat under the, under the lights. How are you making out? Doing all right, but getting pretty hot here. <laughs> I think I should put on the extra thick deodorant. But, you know, it's all worth it today because um, we've got a couple amazing guests. And um, Graham, why don't you tell us a little more about them? Yeah, so today we shine a light on youth taking action in education and in the world. Addie Lensner is a 17-year-old with a passion for social change. She is the founder of the Vermont Student Anti-Racism Network. This group of students promotes anti-racism in schools through curriculum change. She's involved in homelessness work with an ambitious goal to rehouse every person in her community. Addie is living proof that youth can and do make a difference when given the opportunity. She's joined by Richard Francham, a former teacher and youth supporter, to talk about Youth Rights Day, an event to promote the rights of youth and the issues they are fighting for so that we can build a better future for everyone. Addie and Richard, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to have this opportunity to, to talk with you. Yeah, fantastic. And, you know, there's we've got all kinds of interesting things to talk about today. And, and, and really, you know, really quite interesting to get to know um, your background a little bit. But first, um, how are you both doing the day, uh, you know, in the midst of everything that's uh, going on in the world right now? Well, I'm, I'm doing all right. There certainly is a lot going on in the world right now. And, you know, the school year, at least for me, is about to start back up again. And so on top of everything that's going on in the world, there's that. So it's a lot. Um, but <laughs> right. it's great to be here with you all. What, um, what, kind of, what kind of school are you going to? Um, I go to just the, a public high school in my area. And so, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to be a senior. And, you know, it's hard because... Obviously, through COVID, school has been very different. And at this point, it's starting to go back to, you know, mm -hmm. in person and, you know, what reverting back to what it looked like before. And that doesn't sit well with me. So I'm hoping that, you know, we can continue to change that. Gotcha. How about you, Richard? Uh, when you ask about the, the moment, uh, one of the people that we know is uh, a fellow called Ferdis who's uh, an Afghan youth who's uh, been working with Adi and myself. And, and his father is um, caught in Afghanistan right now. And, and uh, so they're concerned about him and also family there. So that's uh, in the moment, that's the thing that's, that's most preoccupying. And this return to school and uh, hopefully not to the old normal is, is also a big item. Yeah, there's just so much going on, as you said, and certainly our thoughts go to 
my friend whose who's father is in, in Afghanistan. That's a, certainly a, a trying situation for a lot of families. So uh, how do you two know each other? I, I forget, Addy. You're going to have to uh, <laughs> answer that one. Yeah, we had met at this, this series of meetings on education during the pandemic. And I think it was called 100 Days of Schools or something like that. Um, but Richard and I met there and he mentioned Youth Rights Day and we kind of just continued to, to email and meet after that. And yeah, it's been great to be able to work with him. Yeah, you've refreshed cool. my memory now. It was a um, uh, hundred conversations in a hundred days. It right. was about education uh, during the first hundred days of uh, Biden's presidency. Okay. And yeah. the, uh, the particular group that put on that, uh, that meetup was uh, a group called Up for Learning that I, I think uh, Addie knows more about mm-hmm. than I do. Are they in Vermont, Addie? Yeah. Up for Learning? Yeah, they're in Vermont. Vermont is quite a hot spot of uh, creative thinking, I find. <laughs> That's where Bernie Saunders is from. <laughs> must, be, uh, must be something in the mountains there. Uh, free Create some, free some fresh, clean, yeah. air, clean air thinking. Yeah. <laughs> So, Addie, tell us a bit more about what your education journey has looked like. Yeah, sure. So, I've been a part of the public school system here in Vermont for all of my life. And, you know, the first time it kind of got a little bit of a jolt was with the pandemic. And so, during COVID, I was the remote student. So, for the past, I don't know how many months, since March 2020, I've been doing school online. And so that's really given me personally just a chance to be in school, but at the same time be involved in social justice work and to see things going on in the world like COVID-19 and, and racism with the movement around George Floyd or, you know, climate change and see all of these things happening in the world. And then at the same time to be doing remote school where we're not talking about any of that stuff and we're just told to do our math homework and our English homework and all of that. Um, And that kind of, you know, made me think a little bit about how education and schooling works. And so, you know, I really do believe that our education system needs to incorporate more of a social justice lens to it. And so, you know, as I kind of continue in, in this school system for my last year, I think, that's really a priority and what Richard said about like not going back to normal and not going back to how it was before the pandemic. I think for a lot of students, um, this has really been an opportunity to, to see things differently and to find a voice as a young person to try to make change in this system. So, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious as, as you do go back to school, as you said, very, very soon, and you talked about how you'd really like things kind of not to go back to quote unquote normal, what, what are some of the things that um, you'd like to see differently? Sounds like you were starting to, to hint at that. Yeah. Well, I think one thing is definitely more, you know, of, of a social justice lens. I think, you know, we have so many really important issues in our world. Um, like, you know, racism is an example that we don't talk about in school. And through the network that I am a part of, the Vermont Student Anti-Racism Network, we're trying to make curriculum on racism and, and give it to schools to teach on racism. So we have one um, that's on like housing discrimination and another one that's on the criminal justice system and policing with racism. And so these are 
really important topics that we as youth felt like weren't being taught. Um, and so we're hoping to provide that for schools so that they can start teaching it. Um, and that hopefully that leads to making a difference in society. So that's kind of like one way where I think change definitely needs to be seen as just in what we're actually taught. That's, that's really interesting. You, and I'll admit, I'm a bit surprised. I, when I was you know, reading about what you've been doing, I assume you were more advocating for you know, the, the change to focus on anti-racism, but you've kind of taken that a whole notch further and, and not only advocating, but saying, here, here's some material, here's some, here's some things that you could use as, you know, as curriculum or as, you know, learning points in the schools. How, how is that, how is that initiative going so far? You know, what's, what's been really rewarding? What's been, what's been challenging? Yeah, it's been really, uh, you know, a good experience. We, last year specifically, we focused on younger kids. So we were, you know, providing books and lessons for elementary schools and students in our group actually went through Zoom and and read the books and did the activities and talked with kids about racism. And that was a really rewarding experience, I think, for all of us and teachers because it brought out conversations on race that hadn't been had in that classroom before and hopefully was a catalyst for it continuing into the future. Um, so that was something that was really powerful is just, you know, to see younger kids talking about these important things from their own experiences and things that, you know, kids had experienced in terms of racism that they got to talk about. So that was really powerful. And I think this year we're kind of hopping into more controversial stuff with like critical race theory, which is a really kind of hot topic in the U.S. and doing some work more in high schools. So I think we'll face a lot more barriers with that, but we're still excited to see, you know, what change can happen. And I'm curious, what have you always had this, 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 you know, this heart or this, this burning inside of you to, 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 to tackle, you know, important issues, social issues like homelessness. That's a tough word to say quickly. Homelessness and, um, you know, and anti-racism. So what, what kind of, what's, what's for you, what's been the, I guess, the, what's made you so motivated to, to focus on, on these things? What's, what's been the source of that for you? I think it's been, especially in the past couple years or, or a year, just seeing a lot of other youth doing the same thing. You know, I think the generation that we have now, Richard says this a lot, like this is the generation we've been waiting for. And I've taken that from him and, you know, seen that that really is true. There are so many youth around the world who are speaking up and, you know, standing up for things that are important. Um, And even just in like small communities, you know, youth really do care. And if they're given a platform to show that they care and to push for change, that's really where, you know, we're going to we're going to see systemic change coming for our world. And so really kind of realizing that power that young people do have if they're given the opportunity, I think, has really pushed me to say, you know, any anyone can do this. And we all have a responsibility to be doing this work because it's just so important for the future of our society so that's kind of been inspiration is just seeing other youth doing it and knowing that together if we're all doing this we really can shift things Mm -hmm. I guess on the flip side too one thing that I'm that I wonder about too is like I mean for all the youth that that are getting involved you know there's still plenty of, of youth who are like on their phones perhaps more than social issues and that goes for older people as well but kind of like curious what how do you think um 
why, why is it that some, some youth like yourself, you know, take the time and have that motivation, that burning desire. And as you point out, there's, there's lots who are, what do you think is needs to happen for like this to become even a, a bigger, a bigger movement and, and, you know, getting, getting more change happening? Yeah, I think that's important, a really, really important question. Um, and I think one thing that I have heard that kind of makes me, I don't know, makes me stop and kind of think it is when people say like, oh, look at these extraordinary youth, look at what they're doing. And to me, that that isn't true. You know, we're all youth are capable of this. And so even if there's a, a young person who prefers to be on TikTok and, you know, doing whatever, that kind of stuff that is typical, you know, that young person also has a voice and they also have issues that are important to them. And maybe it's just they haven't had the opportunity to to speak up about it or that, you know, society tries so hard in a lot of ways to make it so that we don't speak up about these things. You know, school is it doesn't provide us in most cases an outlet for this kind of activism. It keeps us pretty in line. And so it's it's really easy just to not care or to go through, you know, not really interested in this work. So, you yeah. know, I was... Or just be, like you said, like, yeah, just, be, just being distracted by so many things that are trying to get right. our attention. Right, yeah. Yeah. But but I think any anyone... Sorry. Is there, is there more anyone, you want to say there? Any young person can get involved. And I think that's what Richard and I are trying to do is is make sure that we're reaching out to all youth because, you know, anyone can do this stuff. Awesome. So what kind of got you decided to get involved in Youth Rights Day? I think it was Richard Richard's passion and, you know, I think... <laughs> He's a fire yeah, starter. Sure. <laughs> Just a really, I think, awesome movement where, you know, youth from around the world can share what they're doing and what they're passionate about. It's basically like Earth Day. So, you know, it doesn't take that much work for anyone to really be involved in it. It's more of raising awareness for youth rights and for these issues. And I think it really is a platform for young people to get attention and show that we care about these issues. And especially in such a turning point time as we're in right now with COVID and everything like that. Like, I think this is an opportunity to really amplify young people in making change. So it, I just think it's a really exciting opportunity. Uh, yeah, Richard, you want to maybe share a little bit more about you know, what Youth Rights Day is, like when it is, and, and um, yeah, just some of the backgrounds around it? Uh, yes, first of all, uh, I, just, I don't want to be given credit for, for saying that youth are the generation we've been waiting for. Uh, I, I heard it first from a, a British uh, youth, uh, Lashina. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said it, and I thought, oh, that, that sounds great. And, and then I learned that uh, the youth group called Youth X Youth has been using it, and they sign off their, their letters with, we are the generation we've been waiting for. And it certainly um, rang true with me, because uh, I've been working to get change in education for ages, and, and uh, I, I find it much harder to have adults think about the real alternatives, uh, much harder to get them thinking about them than it is to get youth thinking about real alternatives. And uh, there's a, 
an interesting little video that's been done called the, the Backwards Brain Bicycle, where some people have rigged up a bike that it, it turns the wrong way when you turn it, and, and you have <laughs> to adjust to riding it differently. And, and uh, it was shown that, that youth adjust to that change a lot faster than adults do. So the longer you have been conditioned in one way, the harder it is for you to get out of it. And uh, so that, that really brings my attention around to youth. The uh, Youth Rights Day itself, as, as Addie mentioned, is um, uh, it's, it's not, uh, it's like Earth Day. It, it's to be something that is in the talk in neighborhoods so that neighbors might say to each other, what are you doing for, for Earth Day? Or are you turning your lights off? And, and we would say, um, uh, what are you doing for Youth Rights Day? And, and so put the onus on individuals. Uh, we have seen with the, uh, the Trump period, uh, some studies have shown that, that his followers are people who want a strong leader, somebody who will tell them what to do and who stands up to, to other people. And uh, our schools are conditioned, uh, they condition students rather, to uh, think that there's somebody else out there who will make their decisions for them, run their lives. And, and uh, so they, they stop participating. And I think this is one of the reasons that we see so many uh, youth on their devices. Why, why be participants when you're basically uh, ignored or prevented from doing so? And so if we start providing opportunity to youth to participate in decisions that affect them, I think we'll see a very different kind of uh, young people, uh, bigger numbers of them at least. The, the Youth Rights Day is, is uh, intended to transfer responsibility to individuals. And so it's not a case of looking for a champion. It's about you becoming your own champion. Uh, don't be waiting for somebody else to assume responsibility for problems that you see. Uh, in the little ways that we can, step forward and do something. So Youth Rights Day, uh, it could be that just um, a single person, an individual, uh, when they, they hear about Youth Rights Day, may decide that they're just going to listen to a podcast like this or uh, read an article, but they'll do something to increase their awareness of of youth rights and the contributions that youth have to make to society. Uh, it might be a little more involved where a, a parent would invite other parents in for tea on that day and they would talk about how they might uh, change things in the school that their kids go to. Uh, it could be uh, a professor giving a lecture on, on something and inviting people to attend. Or, or a group like um, uh, even yourself deciding that you're going to do something all day that exposes people to the possibilities. And, and so it's, uh, it's really for everybody to assume responsibility for making the world better from the perspective of youth and, and uh, to step up on that day, basically. Yeah, and one, one thing I'm taking away from that in particular is as, as the older generations, like you and I, it's about creating that space, right? Creating that, those conditions for, for youth to really step up. Because as you point out, in a lot of ways, they're much better equipped than, than we are due to, the, due to our programming and, and just um, for, for a lot of people, just not, you know, mentally, they don't have the mindset of, of, of taking initiative, whereas, whereas in youth, that's, that's much more 
much more ingrained. So Graham, do you have a, another question about uh, Youth Rights Day? Yeah, so just kind of wondering, besides you two, who else is kind of behind this event? Addy, do you want to um, mention the, the people that uh, are directly involved at this point? Yeah, sure. We have, and, and Richard, I'll say a little bit and then let you kind of go from there. But it really is like a youth-driven movement with a lot of adult support. And so the adults who are involved are really good about making sure that youth voice is at front of it. So we have like a student or a, a young person from India who walked out of the school system who's been really involved in this. Um, her name is Mahi. She's been kind of at the forefront of it. And then we have some other students um, and just young people from around the country. I think we have students from the UK and India and the US and Canada and you know a bunch of different places who have all been involved in different ways in this so far. And I think I'm definitely missing something. Richard, do you want to add? Uh, just, uh, I'll, I'll bring a little more attention to uh, Raja Tiku. Mm -hmm. uh, you may have met him, Jerry. He was at the Aero Conference talking about design thinking. He's 15 years old. Uh, uh, yeah, we actually, Graham and I had the privilege of interviewing him last week. His right. will be going up shortly. I, I, I yeah. remember that was the case. And so he's uh, somebody that's uh, very keen on this also. Uh, Ferdis, who I mentioned, the uh, Afghan boy, is, uh, is definitely interested in this too in a, in a big way. Uh, if you were to go on the, the Youth Rights Day uh, website, you would see under the About option uh, a letter that a number of youth signed uh, that was basically the start to the, the thinking on the day. And, uh, and then uh, really what, what it is, is as we get our, our feet under us with this, what does it mean? Uh, it means that we have to just encourage as many people as we can to, to talk it up in their neighborhood. And if they just talk it up, saying Youth Rights Day, November 20th, uh, what are you going to do? The more we can get people saying that, uh, the more likely we are to bring the kind of attention to the issue that we want. Uh, a little background also is that uh, November 20th, which is the day we'll be celebrating Youth Rights Day, it's, um, it's really a, a sub-celebration of what the UN has declared as uh, World Children's Day. Uh, there's a little difference in, in ages. Uh, the UN defines youth as 18 and under or under 18. Uh, we would define them more as, as anybody who identifies as youth. And so that might be people up to the age of, of 30, even, who have been advocating for change and, and who still, they're, they're young enough that they're going to be long-time players in this uh, game of change. Fantastic. And I know from what you shared earlier, Richard, uh, you're, you're doing your part in a creative way, too, um, on two wheels. Uh, yes. That, that was um, a work in progress. Addy, did you get my email about that today? Yeah, I just saw that before we got on. So I've cycled across Canada from uh, Victoria, B.C. to Marconi Hill in, in St. John's, Newfoundland, as a younger person. And uh, I just feel with um, us going back to school, 
uh, we need to keep the spotlight on the need for change. Let, let's not go back to the old normal. Uh, we have a lot of people who are, are thinking that school has to be better and, and let's keep the, the pressure on to see that that happens. And so uh, in, um, in the need to try to find a way to, to capture attention, I, I thought a, a cycle trip from uh, Victoria to Ottawa uh, ending in Ottawa on November 20th would be a way to, to get attention. Uh, I wasn't able to get the kind of support fast enough to really be able to capitalize on that. And so it's been postponed. The idea has been postponed. It still has to, to come to reality. But the, the idea now is to, oh, okay. is to have uh, next spring, uh, May, June, uh, not just myself, but a, a contingent of 65-year-old-plus uh, cyclists doing that trip, supported by groups like Canadian Mental Health Association and, and Cycling Canada. And uh, well, there we you go. Really, uh, show, really drum it up and make a, an event. Yeah, show, this, show, show uh, the, the youth that... Uh, those of us with a few more gray hairs can still uh, do remarkable things. So that's, that's fantastic. Uh, it's awesome. The, the issue so there, you're, you're doing that. Uh, Jerry, is uh, it's mental health. And the, the people who would be riding would be people who have uh, experienced the value of, um, of recreation uh, for their mental health. Uh, and uh, it would be tied in also to the whole school idea of, of self-determination and and being able to to make your own choices. Yeah. So, Addy, why do you feel that it's important to have youth? Well, why do you feel that it's important for youth to have more say in the decisions that affect them? It's an important question because this is the world that we're inheriting. And if we don't have a say in it now, then, you know, we're going to be going into a world that, is not necessarily the one that we want to live in. I think youth also have a really unique perspective on things in what Richard said is like being able to, to see change and adapt to change quicker. Um, and so being more, I guess, resilient and open to things changing and have more of a vision for change. And so I think really listening to youth while they're still young and have those kind of fresh visions is really important because that's how we make a positive change and don't just remain in the status quo. We need that kind of new perspective, especially coming from the, the people who are going to be running this world in a few years. Yeah, awesome. Well, it's been awesome having you both on the show today. Um, Addy, I'd, I'd, just, I'd love to maybe wrap up by asking you, you know, if you have any uh, advice or you know, for parents listening out there, it's mostly parents who are listening to this podcast. Yeah, just, just things you'd like to, to share with them from a youth perspective on what they, what they can do to, um, to support and, and better equip youth to, to bring the change that we need to see in the world. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> well, parents are definitely, are definitely big change makers too because they, they can change the world by you know, how you're supporting young people that you know. And I think just being open to, to the changes that young people are advocating for and for if your, you know, kids have idea for a different type of education or a way that they want to get involved in social justice, like just be there and be supportive because that's really where 
the system change comes in. And also just, you know, instilling that passion in kids, I think is important. You know, my parents have really been supportive in that way, in teaching that to, to my siblings and I, and really being open about, about like change and about social justice. Um, and I think that's really important because it allows young people to kind of open their minds to that too. So long story short, you can make a big difference in how you support young people that you know. Awesome. That's, that's a great answer. Thanks, Hattie. So where can people find out more information about, about Youth Rights Day? And, and then um, how can they get in touch with either of you if, they, if they'd like to reach out? Uh, the uh, youthrightsday.com or .org, uh, either URL will take you to the, the website as it stands. And uh, you can also email to youthrightsday at gmail.com, uh, both ways uh, of connecting. Uh, if I may just, just add here, uh, the bottom line, uh, for me at least, and, and for a lot of people behind the Youth Rights Day, uh, is uh, the mental health of young people. And on the um, Canadian Mental Health Association website for the Ottawa branch, the, the first of a, a list of two core uh, values that they have is uh, social justice, which is the equality of all individuals, fairness, individual rights, freedom of choice, and privacy. And, and the second one is, is self-determination, the rights of individuals to be involved in all choices that affect them. Uh, both of these tie in nicely with the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, which is celebrated, as I said, on World Children's Day, November 20th which is also the Youth Rights Day. And, and so the, the focus really is on, on mental health. It's not so much um, youth uh, having a voice and respecting what they're saying, which, which is definitely a part of it. But the, the bottom line of it is, uh, is their mental health. Do they feel like they're respected? Do they feel valued? Uh, do they feel like they, they have a role to play in this world that we're in? And, uh, all of that and, and what the CMHA says also is, uh, yes, they need to be involved. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Richard. I'm glad you pointed out. I think that's really important, especially in today's world where there's all kinds of uh, challenges out there on the mental health side. So it's really been a wonderful pleasure to have you both on the show today, add your, your real inspiration and uh, excited for all the, the work that you're doing in, in the world. I'm glad you have this, this fire within you that. Um, you know, no doubt we'll spread a little further as people listen to this podcast episode. Um, Graham, anything you want to share? Uh, no, not really, but it was great to get to know you guys and know more about Youth Rights Day.